Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys, it's Sunday night, so you know what means it's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Delvina, and um, this podcast has been on since May 2020. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Can we get a hand clap? So it may seem like I'm late tonight, but actually I'm not late because it's only 530 on my side of the country. I actually decided to unplug and come to the west side of the country so I could see or visit three states I've never been to. Um, Those states are Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. And I'm already super relaxed and tranquil. So tonight I'm talking about relaxation. And I want to share some techniques with you. You may not be able to do um, everything that I'm sharing, but I'm sure most of you can do most of this. Um, I want to talk about how to relax, how to cope with stress, how to reset. So for me, an instant relaxation technique is to go somewhere new, to be in a new environment, to see something new. Something that's also instant for me in terms of relaxation is music. Before I get into the other tips, I actually want to talk to you guys about music and what you can listen to that'll help you relax. And I found this new artist. Her name is, it's pronounced Leve. Leve, she is a Chinese Icelander. Her father is from Iceland. Her mother is from China. Her mother's from China, pardon me. And um, she has a twin sister. She's 24 years old. And she has made some very mature music. And so a lot of it is so relaxing and it just kind of soothes you. I was sitting here listening to it because I was reading an article about her and I was like actually falling asleep. Check it out. Don't you notice how I get quiet when there's no one else around? So that's one of her songs, and I'll play something else. Um, let's see, here's another. I've rejected affection for you. This girl is 24 years old and she's listed under the genre of jazz and I just I find her to be very talented I like her voice and it reminds me of like the 1940s the 1930s the 1920s check this out I made a promise Distance myself took a 
appreciate that this girl has a voice on her i am going to wonder about your musical acumen like she has a voice and her voice is beautiful and it's relaxing and the tracks that she composes or that her team has composed they're very relaxing so i just thought that that would be a great introduction into tonight's topic which again is relaxation so um some people ask, okay, what is the best way to relax? Well, there is no best way to relax. It really depends on you and what relaxes you. It depends on what you like to do in your spare time and who you are as a person. So all those things come into factor, come into play. You cannot base someone else's relaxation tips. Um, you can't use their relaxation tips exactly, right? You can't apply exactly what they're doing in their situation to your situation because it may not be relaxing for you. So you have to choose things that you like and that works for you. There's no universal best way to relax. Some people relax through meditation, but some people are stressed out by meditation because they feel that they don't know how to meditate. So if you're someone that feels you can't meditate, then meditating is not going to be relaxing. It's not going to be relaxing for you, right? So it really just depends on who you are. Some people like taking a long bath with a good book. Um, so it really depends on the person. Um, typical relaxing activities for some people aren't relaxing for them. And so that goes kind of, it coincides with what I was just talking about. There's nothing wrong with you if you notice that you don't relax using the same activities as other people right? Because relaxation sometimes comes down to the type of person you are, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert has a lot to do with it because extroverts are re-energized when they're around people. Um, they find more energy and, and fuel when they're interacting with others and doing, doing social things. Um, whereas introverts like to spend time alone, which um, personally speaking, I can go either way and feel relaxation is kind of um, I guess I'm like very flexible like that because I love alone time. I like to be alone um, on this trip um, on my own by myself. And so this is relaxing for me, although I also consider myself to be a social person. I like to be around other people. Um, so let's get into, into these tips tonight because I'm on travel, so I don't want to take too much time out of the schedule. I did have um, a guest who was supposed to join me on the couch, but he called in to say that a friend passed away. I'm like, wow. So a friend passed away. His friend succumbed to cancer. His friend had uh, a nephrotic cancer, kidney cancer that metastasized to the bone and um, it quickly killed him, unfortunately. So um, prayers and condolences to this young man, because I believe he was like in his 30s or his 40s, man. Whew. Tomorrow is not promised. And I think the fact that we all know that we're dying, that is a stressor for most people. I think that from a young age, once we learn about death and dying, we all get used to blocking out the fact that we're living to die. 
And that's a fact. We are living to die. I think we all, depending on how you're raised, if you're raised in the church, the church teaches us that our best life will be the afterlife. It'll be when we leave this earth and that we should not be upset when our loved ones transition, when they pass away because they're gone, they've gone on to a better place. That's what we've been taught. And that's how a lot of us cope with losing loved ones. Um, but I think that's probably the first stressor for a human being is knowing that they will die. And especially if you're a young child, when you are, when you encounter death for the first time, for me, the first time I encountered death, I was in pre-K. My father's father, my paternal grandfather passed away. That was the first family member um, who died. I was in pre-K, was my paternal grandfather. And I remember at the time, I didn't really think much about it because I guess I was too young. And as a kid in pre-K, I was just very concrete. And we went to the funeral and the funeral was in Mississippi. And I still have images of walking into that church and, you know, how you, you walk in, the family walks in together. I remember us doing that. And then that's, that's really all I remember. And then my next encounter with death came when I was um, in junior high school. So I think the next real encounter came when I was in junior high school, but the first talk about death and dying, I was in fifth grade. And that's when I began going to a holy church, an apostolic church, and started to really learn about death and dying. And I remember being up all night, one night with my mother crying because I said how unfair it was that we all have to die. So... And it was after that night of crying with my mother, trying to understand dying and how sad it is when we lose a loved one that I remember learning how to block out this idea of all of us having to die. So for me, I think the first stressor for most of us is the fact that we have to die. And somehow we learn to cope with it and deal with it in our own way. All right, I digressed, but now let's get back on track. The first thing I think a lot of us have to do, well, some of us, because if you're not balancing well, that means you are spending a lot of time on your technology. Um, I think I left home yesterday morning, and this is my first time really getting on technology. I've been taking pictures with my phone and video, but I haven't been on Instagram or Facebook extensively um, I just posted in my story, but that's about it. So I think a lot of people have to learn how to disconnect from technology. Phones and computers can really stress you out. Um, if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, I think one one thing you can do to help reduce your stress and uneasiness is to just get off your electronics. And you don't have to get off the whole day, but at least for an hour to reset. During that hour, go out get some fresh air, take a walk, maybe hang out with some friends, maybe do some meditating, maybe do some stretching, but take periodic breaks from social media, especially if you're someone who may actually have an addiction to social media. I'm going to use that term loosely. 
but it's a great idea to take breaks from social media. And I'm saying that to people who have an issue with being on social media all day. If you're balanced and you can go without being on social media, then clearly you don't have to take that break. You don't have to unplug. But I would say probably uh, on average, most people probably have to force themselves to unplug. Another way to deal with stress is to practice mindfulness. This is one of my favorites. Paying attention to the present moment, not worrying about what happened in the past, not worrying about what's happening in the happening in the future. You can teach yourself to just be in the moment and not to think about the past or the future. You really try to focus on what you're doing in the exact moment, even if it's something mundane. And the more you do this, the better you'll get at it. You make yourself be present and this is what melts away stress and you become more relaxed over time. Um, if you're having trouble being mindful, you can just kind of think about what's going on around you. Let's say you're taking a walk. How does the air smell? How does the sky look? How do the trees look? Are the leaves blowing? Are the leaves turning colors? You can think about what you hear. Do you hear birds chirping? This is how we teach ourselves mindfulness. So being mindful is, since I've been on this trip, I've been mindful. I am just focused on my trip and nothing else. But certain things make that a task that's easier to accomplish, such as I'm not on call in the hospital. I um, My office is closed this the weekend, so I don't have calls coming in from the office. I'm not covering the crisis unit. So things like that make it easier to be mindful for the entire weekend, but uh, being mindful for 20, 30 minutes at a time is also very easily accomplished. If you can't be mindful, you can be, you will be, you just have to practice doing that. Um, going sort of hand in hand with mindfulness is meditation. You have to empty your mind to relieve stress. You sit down in a comfortable position and you try to think about absolutely nothing. You force yourself not to think about anything else. You focus on your breathing. You focus on how your body feels. You think about whether or not your muscles are tense. And you try to meditate at least five to 10 minutes every day to lower your stress levels. You do this every day. You'll get better at it. And the more you do it, the better you'll get. Five minutes will become 10 minutes. 10 minutes will become 15. 15 will become 20. 20 will, come, will become 25, 30 minutes. And before you know it, you may be awakening, awakening in the mornings and meditating for an hour from, let's say, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. before you start getting yourself ready for the workday. Because remember, I've told you guys this before, the way you start your day really sets the tone for the rest of the day. If you wake up, and a nasty little funky mood, and you don't redirect those emotions, and you don't do something with that funky energy, it'll carry throughout the day. So if you wake up funky, you got to do something to resolve that, whether it's prayer, meditation, go work out, go outside and jog or walk, do something about that. You can even do yoga, which is another great way to relax. Stretch your body while relaxing. This is what we do in yoga. You can do different things like lying on your back with your legs spread and your arms at your side. You close your eyes and you focus on your breathing. Does this sound familiar? This probably sounds like the meditation I was just talking about. You can try to do some yoga every morning to lower your stress level. Some people go to a yoga class like me, me, 
I go and do hot yoga. I try to go at least twice a week. If I'm doing well, I go three times a week. Um, and so I find hot yoga is very relaxing to my muscles, my soft tissues, because it's hot. It's hot in there and you are sweating. You are sweating your ass off. But it's really, it's great for your muscles and your soft tissue because it's warm, it's hot, and then you're stretching through it. And sometimes we'll do like some high intensity type yoga. Excuse me, pardon me. So yoga is another way to relax. Now, I know some people may not like this next recommendation I'm going to give, but spending time with your pet. There are some folks out there who believe that dogs are meant to stay outside and cats shouldn't be in the house. I'm not a cat person, but I'm a dog person. So cuddling or playing with your furry friend can also be a great way to relax. They love it. And so do we. We love it. When I go home and my son's dog like runs up to me and or I hear her run down the stairs like she freaking runs like for her life coming down those stairs when she hears us come through the door. Whether I'm home with her and my son comes in or my son is home with her and I come in, she freaking goes nuts. We hear her just it's almost like she's flying down the steps. It's like she's running to a big ass ribeye steak bone in right? But she's so excited to see us. So, and I feel my stress just leave my body when I see her. And I may not even be planning to play with her for an extensive period of time, but just seeing her and seeing how happy she is and petting her, rubbing her head makes me happy. So pets and animals are a great stress reliever. They can't talk back, but we can feel them. It's almost like they're human. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and sometimes when people spend time with other people's dogs, like with their friends' dogs, um, they don't want to give them back because they notice and they recognize how they feel less stressed, less anxious, because it's true. That's why we call animals emotional support animals, ESAs. And you can get letters for your ESA. If you move into a building that doesn't allow pets or there's an HOA that doesn't allow pets or you're flying on a plane and you don't want to put your dog in a cart or a box, your dog can sit right there. You can actually buy a seat for your dog and it can sit next to you or be on the floor next to you with an ESA, a letter, an emotional support animal letter, or there's a form that some airlines will give you to fill out. Another way to relax is going outside and getting fresh air. I cannot say that enough. Getting outside and fresh air, it's not just the fresh air, but it's also being outside in nature. Spending time outdoors helps to calm your mind. Taking a walk around the block, going to your local park, hiking on a new trail. I don't do any hiking, but I do walk. Um, I do go outside. I love the outdoors. The outdoors are full of so many different possibilities. Like if you live near the water, which was my objective when I left Maryland, I wanted to move somewhere. Maryland's on the water. It's on the Chesapeake, but I didn't live anywhere near the Chesapeake. The ocean is uh, or was like three hours from, from my home in traffic. No traffic, maybe like a two hour drive or two and a half hour drive. But being outside in nature offers so many opportunities, depending on where you live, whether it's the mountains, whether it's um, water, the ocean. Um, the beach, whether it is a nice long drive through um, timber lines and the woods and 
Um, so there's a lot of different ways that we can relax when we go outside. You can treat your time out in nature as more of a wander than a walk. So that way it doesn't feel stressful to you. You let yourself go anywhere you want to without any destination in mind. And that is what relaxes us. Because when you think about, okay, where am I going to go? That might create stress for some people, especially anxious people. So sometimes you just have to get outside and wander, just walk, just walk. Obviously, if you're in a new place, don't forget your way back home. Hopefully you got your phone for your GPS, but you just, you just go outside and walk. And sometimes you can just go outside and sit and just be mindful, just be in the moment as you're watching and looking and just seeing what's going on around you and what's in your space. Another great way to relax is to take a warm bath. Soak in a bubble bath to relax your whole body. Throw on some Epsom salt. Um, I went to a um, a hit a couple of hit um, training classes um, at Fordham Fitness, and I had to take a warm bath, y'all. So it wasn't necessarily for the relaxation, but uh, yeah, I'll say relaxation, not mentally, but the relaxation of my muscles. Um, and also, I just felt like there was some um, lactic acid buildup in my muscles. So I got in a warm bath with some Epsom salt, and it just proved to be 200% relaxing, not just for my muscles, but for me too. Drawing up a warm bath and adding some aromatherapy. Aromatherapy too is another way to relax. So when you do a warm bath with aromatherapy, you're actually doing two different things for relaxation. And let's throw in being mindful while you're in the tub, because hopefully you're not on your phone, you're not on a device, you're not talking on the phone. So if you're being mindful, just enjoying your bubble bath, that's a third thing. Uh, that's a third technique while you're in that hot bath and helping you to relax the hot bath itself, the aromatherapy, being mindful. And let's throw in some soothing music and maybe light a few candles. So you got even another, a fourth and a fifth way to relax all in one activity. So taking a bath is a great way to get some alone time, especially if you have kids, you can soak and relax for as long as you need to. And then maybe you can add to that hot bath, a relaxing drink, maybe a warm drink that doesn't have any caffeine in it, especially if it's at the end of the day, if it's at night, you could do some type of warm cup of milk, with a little bit of honey in it to help you relax. Keep in mind, if you do something caffeinated like a strong caffeinated tea or a caffeinated coffee or soda, it's only gonna help you relax, but so much because those things can actually um, increase or peak our anxiety levels. But you could do like a glass of red wine, which can be healthy for us too. And maybe wine will be relaxing for you, depending on you as a person. So remember at the beginning, I said, your relaxation techniques will depend on you and what works for you. So if you know when you drink wine or a cocktail or maybe some whiskey straight up, it does the opposite, then obviously you don't want to do that in your hot, in your hot bath. Another way to relax is to tap into your artistic side. So doing something creative like whether you like taking pictures, you like dabbling in some makeup, you like to sew, you like to play an instrument or bake something, maybe you like to paint or draw. So try not to focus on the finished product will help you out because if the finished product is not what you um, 
uh, anticipated or it's not what you set out to create, it comes out a different way, that could actually work against you trying to relax, right? So don't focus on the finished product. Instead, enjoy the process. So being mindful while you're in the process. You see, mindful creeps into a lot of what we're doing. Um, if you want to try something new, but you don't know where to start with your creative abilities, maybe you can look up a tutorial online for some guided guidance. So don't let these things stress you out as you're trying new stuff. Just remind yourself that it's new, that you'll get it, and that you'll get better at it. We talked about aromatherapy already. Um, you can use essential oils in the tub when you're soaking in the bathtub, but you can also use essential oils in your office, in your home. I have plugins when I walk into the house. I like to smell lemon. I like to smell. There's a variety of, of um, plugins that I use, and I just love it when I walk in and my house smells good and it smells delicious. Sage and rose oils are also good scents for relaxation. Um just remember, if you're using essential oils, you want to dilute them a little bit because the concentrated doses can be harmful. When you're feeling stressed, you can just mix a few drops of your essential oil in some water and put it into a diffuser. Um, don't go to sleep with your diffuser burning and don't leave it on while you're away at work. This is why I like plugins because you can leave them plugged in. Just be mindful that you're monitoring those plugins. So when they get low, you change the fill in so you're not burning, just uh, burning an empty container, which could be a fire hazard. Another way to relax is to let your emotions out in a private place. That doesn't always mean that you're talking to a psychotherapist or that you're talking to a friend or to yourself, but you could be writing in a journal. So for some of my patients, I'll tell them to set aside five or 10 minutes a day to jot down a few things in their journal. You can write about your feelings, what you did that day, what you're planning to do, what you're looking forward to do in the future. Putting your thoughts down on paper can help you work through your thoughts a lot faster than if you keep them bottled up. So that's something to keep in mind. Sometimes people don't do really well keeping their thoughts inside of their head because they're not able to process it. So some people require writing things down. If you're writing some very personal things, you want to keep your journal in a private place where no one can find it. Um, and if you have brothers and sisters or little cousins or whatever it is, you may want to consider locking up your journal because for some reason, I think we've all seen it in movies. Our little family members, the kids in our families, love to look for a journal and read some private shit. Mm -hmm. So you can also use your journal to keep a gratitude list to remind yourself what you're think thankful of, which is also a good way to deal with stress. We're almost finished. We're, um, I'm wrapping up. We're almost finished with this list of things to do to help us relax. I have about three or four more things. Um, I've mentioned several, so I hope you have some great ideas. Listen, the other day was National Positivity Day. So I hope that you guys are in the habit of being positive. When something's happening, think about what the positive is in the situation and try to view things from a positive viewpoint too. When there's a situation, don't think the worst and then, um, you know, uh, somehow try to convince other people in the situation or other people who learn about a situation that the worst thing is, is what happened, especially when you don't know. 
So don't think the worst, think the best in a situation. Try to consider all of the possibilities. Some of you will think of possibilities and for some reason you always go back to the negative stuff. It's because you have a negative disposition in life. Something happened through your life, probably during your childhood that made you a very negative person. And that something is probably a lot of trauma. You were taunted as a kid. Um, you were made fun of as a kid. And you just became a very nasty, negative person. You know, you walk around like you've been sucking lemons all damn day long. Try to change your disposition. Stop being so fucking nasty. Sorry, excuse my French. Some of you need to take a quick break. Small breaks throughout the day can make a huge difference. So if you're feeling stressed, walk away from, from your desk. Stretch in your chair. Take a walk down the hallway. Try taking a five to 10 minute break to stretch or walk around or even maybe read a book or listen to a podcast, a little tiny segment of a podcast you're listening to. If you do this every two to three hours, it'll help calm your thoughts and give your brain some time to rest. This is especially important if you're studying. My son is in law school now. When he was studying for the LSAT and also in undergrad, I would teach him, you don't study for eight hours nonstop, or you don't study for four hours nonstop, or you don't study even for two hours nonstop. You study for 50 minutes, you take a 10 minute break and you start up again. Or you can do 45 minutes, take a five minute break and start up again. Whatever you're fancy, you have to introduce breaks into your day. The last relaxation tip I'm going to give you guys now, and this will kind of be two and one. I want you, no, let's do three and one. Let's do three and one. So we're going to talk about breathing. And this is separate from meditation and prayer, although we could kind of, they could coincide. But I want to talk about breathing. At the same time you're breathing, you're visualizing yourself somewhere relaxing, and you're also doing progressive muscle relaxation while you're doing this. Now, again, you could do these things while you're meditating, except for visualizing yourself somewhere else. Meditation, you're supposed to like be in the, the now. You don't, you don't have to picture yourself in Maui um, on a beautiful vacation 10 years ago before they had the fire. So... When you're breathing, you want to calm your heart rate and slow your breathing. You want to be sitting somewhere comfortable with your back straight. When your back is straight, you have opened your diaphragm. When you open your diaphragm, you're able to pull in a deep inhalation, a deep breath. You breathe in deeply through your nose. You expand your stomach, not your chest. You hold it. And then you breathe out slowly through your mouth as you count down. Some people count down from 10 when they're exhaling. Some people count down from seven. Some people count down from five. So you try doing maybe 10 reps of this. If you're short on time, you can do five reps. You'll see it resets you. You feel more relaxed. And while you're doing this, if you can't just focus on your breathing, if you have to focus on something else, you can think about somewhere else in your mind. You can think about a favorite place, a happy place that you have. You can think of fond memories and the past somewhere on a lake or in a house in the mountains. Maybe you were on the beach. You can think about how it smelled, how it looked, how it felt, what you saw. And you can continue to do your cycles of breathing. And while you're breathing, 
You can also tense and relax every muscle in your body. You can focus first on your right foot. You squeeze all the muscles in the right foot tightly and hold it for 10 seconds. Then you relax. You can do the same to your left foot. You can slowly work your way up your entire body, tensing and relaxing each muscle group as you go. And then eventually you'll get up to your neck and your head and you'll see how limp your body feels. You'll feel how limp your body feels. So guys, I hope that this is helpful for you. Some people say when they get home, they're not able to relax after a long day. Um, I think if you're actively panicking at night, it probably means you're getting burned out during the day by whatever is going on. So you want to try to cut down your schedule during the day and also take some breaks throughout the day like I spoke about a few moments ago. Stop going hard all the time. Give yourself some breaks. Break throughout the day. Get some fresh air. Pull away from the computer. So... I hope you try these techniques and I think they'll work for you. Drop me a line in the poll and tell me what is your best way to relax. And I would also challenge you to share this podcast with five of your friends and family members. Please ask them to subscribe because this is how podcasters make it. Our numbers are based on the number of subscribers we have, the listeners we have, people who listen on a regular basis and also the length of time that they're listening. All righty, guys, we have a show coming up again, the live uh, Brain Love Live at the YMCA in Cistronk. It's the L.A. Lee YMCA Mizell Community Center in Cistronk, Sunday, October 8th. It's the eve of Columbus Day. We are talking a woman's intimate healing. So I want you to come out. Tickets are on sale right now on Eventbrite. Please come out and support. Everybody say brain love before I get out of here. I just want to go out playing my new artist, Leve. This girl is talented, I'm telling you. She's got a lot of talent, y'all. So I did. Call you for 16 I should get a cigarette for so much restraint, no matter how long I resisted. All right, guys, remember brain love. Brain love. Boot, have a good week. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication, 
don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. <laughs>